Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. It is episode number 377. This is being recorded on December 2nd. Boy, it's 2015, but not for much longer. I don't know about you guys, but this year has gone by fast. And I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And I'm Sebastian Peak. And Ken's back there. Ken, say hi. We finally did it. We finally got rid of Ryan and Alan. We did. The, it and, took uh, a long time, but we finally accomplished it. Viva la revolution, now except that we don't have any of the account information to get the money. Oh, yeah, there's the sacrifices for me. out of the office. He's actually we'll just have to deal with the gold dumps. bullion that they left behind. I think I could probably get to the Tesla. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And it's only a garage door. I mean, come on. Yeah. But uh, he's got the protective uh, recharging snake that mm, if you bend yeah. over to, you know, like, refill yeah. the lawnmower with gas, That'd be unpleasant. I know. I have to watch yeah. out for that. Anyway, if you would like to talk to us, there are several ways how to do that. You can email podcast at PCPro.com. You can uh, watch these damn things at uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. Ryan's got a couple of... Uh, Accounts there, twitter.com slash Ryan Shrout, all one word. Look up how you spell it, or twitter.com slash PC Per. I've got one, Jeremy's got one, Sebastian's got one. Use your Google skills and you can find them. Google Foo. But uh, we're back after about, uh, what, two weeks off? Everybody have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah, but a month ago. Yeah, but Jeremy, you don't count. Did you celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, Jeremy? Uh, I ate things and drank liquids with alcohol in them. So if that counts, then yeah. Hmm. Well, so big, like any other weekday. Fair point, but still, I was thankful for the chance. Oh, okay. Well, it's all that matters. If you want to get a hold of us, well, not no. If you want to get a hold of, so if you want us to get a hold of you. Then you can join our spam list. It's it's a wonderful literary. I'm trying to think of more flowery words of, of how it's like a meandering are. journey that each week we will take you on to, you know, let you know that the podcast is going to happen. Maybe give you a little preview. I don't know. For a minute, Ryan, I, I thought right you were going to go into a, a pure moods uh, type. Of, well, Ken didn't. Of, of spiel. I, there was a sound drop for that, and Ken missed it, so we're just going to move on. Damn it, Ken! I don't know what we can do, but yeah, go to uh, what is that link, Ken? PCPro.com/slash subscribe. Ooh, slash yeah. subscribe. It's complicated. My yeah. God, he has been paying attention. Well, at least somebody has. Either that, or need to go make that URL work right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry. You've got, you do have access with that, and uh, even after the revolution. Yeah, apparently uh, Ryan is in California somewhere in wine country that has no Walmarts. So the nice part of town. Sure. Isn't that sort of how you tell by the density of the Walmarts? It's what, <laughs> Sonoma? Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, fewer Walmarts and He managed Tarjays. to lose his carry-on. I know Delta. Delta did a bad, bad thing. <laughs> they uh, made him check his carry-on at the gate and lost it. <sighs> How much he flies, it was bound to happen, right? Eventually, 
just Don't like those carry-ons sometimes go on different planes when you have to check them on small planes like they'll divide them out or no I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, how many aircraft, uh, you know, visit Sonoma Day? <laughs> well, they obviously didn't put it on one bound for Sonoma. <laughs> no, they did not. So it's sitting on the tarmac in Las Vegas, <laughs> along with 10,000 other pieces that are yet unclaimed. But, uh, yeah, we've uh, had a couple of uh, slower weeks. We have a few things going on. Uh, we've got some news, thankfully, for, uh, you know, the Canadian people who weren't celebrating Thanksgiving were actually posting things and writing. Instead of being like me and Ken and Sebastian. I think they were all Blackberry stories, though, so not really relevant to the United States. The hey, I got a chance to show off the priv. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the, the what? You know, the priv. Gross. Well, that's what priv, everyone but Blackberry uh, thought. The, uh, what is that other thing called? The square one. The passport. Passport, yes. That's the yes. one strong. It's got a new ad featuring some British guy. One of the uh, Canadians we had in from AMD used a passport. Oh. <laughs> he may well yeah, be I, the only Canadian. Yeah. It has a 1440 by 1440 screen, right? Or is it 1400 yes. by 1400? But what else do you need? I mean, it's got a physical keyboard, which is... I don't know why you'd want to touch keyboard. And it runs several apps. <laughs> it can get email and do text messaging. It probably has a camera. Does it have a nice clicky keyboard? I don't know. I didn't no, try it out. My brother-in-law has one. He was here over Thanksgiving. And... I saw him produce this giant square thing. I'm like, oh, you've got a... And he's a BlackBerry fan. He has been for years, but... He's like, well, I don't need apps. I don't, I'm like, good, because you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uses it for email and texting, and that's it. Yeah. Easy, easy. Yeah, I'm very confused by this S6 that I've got now that I've given up the Q10, because like, it wants to do things. This is all wrong. It's like it, you're it being overwhelmed. keeps asking me non-email-related questions. You can download games now. All those commercials oh. you see where they're like, download our app. You're like, I can do that now. I, 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 I have didn't one of those know that. And this coming hmm. from the man who, like me, for many years refused to jump on the smartphone train. And you did. And Why, then we got Jeremy? thrown Why? under it. What? And then we got thrown under it. It wasn't that oh. we jumped on it. Okay. But, yeah, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. The idea of one that can do stuff, I don't know. This is weird. I still don't utilize it nearly as much. But, you know, we're not here talking about cell phones. We don't have a cell phone review anywhere here. We might have news, but that's no. No. Not at all. Josh, shut but down let's... the cell phone talk. Okay. It's... But we can review uh, I think the major review that we had out was the AMD Radeon Software Crimson Edition. It improves FreeSync and frame pacing support. Jeremy, did you read this over? Or Yeah, and I've even been playing with the driver. It's, well, let's hear about it. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the thing loads at a ridiculous pace. Uh, I Again, I'm just confused by the whole, okay, bring up my graphics properties and they're there. I'm not patiently waiting for the Catalyst Control Center to load. It's kind of nice. Uh, the overall look is interesting. Uh, it is definitely crimson. There is no question about that. 
but uh, along with the UI and such is some interesting improvements for both FreeSync and frame pasting, both of which I would love to experience someday. Uh, <laughs> it's got uh, Liquid VR uh, integration for those of you who are actually using them to do things other than just game. Uh, super resolution, so you can scale for 2K and 4K if you so desire and have the graphics power to do it. And one of the things that uh, they actually, Brian Cannonell, I don't, I think Al got to play with this, was that they've added a new way of dealing with low frame rates. Now, that was something that uh, was seen uh, in some of the earlier FreeSync monitors, where if it dropped below a certain amount, it, it really did not look very good. So, with this, uh, it's a new feature that's going to automatically enable if you've got a free sync monitor and from the testing that they did it seems to have really worked uh, which is kind of nice I again something I would love to try and experiment with but uh, you know some of us aren't shipped so many monitors that we have to build shelves around our ceilings to hold them up as they sit there for months waiting for review hint hint uh, apart from that, those are sort of the major things that I pulled out of it. Now, I'm sure that some of you guys have had a little bit more time to play with it than I have. It's It seems to be interesting, and I guess we can't skip on the uh, fan issue. Honestly, I have not personally experienced any issues with my fan speeds going too high, going too low, doing anything that they didn't used to do. Uh, I've not run into anyone personally who's had this issue, but obviously it does still exist, uh, at least on some cards, and there will be a hotfix fix out for it to uh, make I'm, your card I'm a little less I'm pretty sure there's a hotfix is out at this point. Yeah, did they isolate it to any specific cards? I never heard if it was only... Because I know not everybody was experiencing it, I didn't know if it was dependent on which version of Windows you're running or what card you had. Most of what I heard was either... I have no idea what you're talking about, or it's every card everywhere on the planet, it's flames <laughs> burning out of it, control it, God, Lord, help us all. So it's really hard to tell exactly if there is something specific about cards or which ones are going to be affected by this. So what, uh, what is your current uh, video card? Last I heard you had, what, 6950s in there? No, 7950. Oh, you got 7950. And I still got a 7950. Well, and I'm sort of holding off until next year because I want an Oculus Rift. I do. And I want a card that's going to power it without making me vomit all over the place. <laughs> so I want to see once they actually come out, once people are starting to use them, and once we get this theoretical refresh from AMD in the early beginning of the or in the middle to beginning of the year. Are those the cards to go with? Do I just really want to break down and say it's it's going to have to be a 390 at least? Or do I flop over to NVIDIA for a little while and see how their multi-monitor support is increased and go with a 980 Ti? I'm just trying to... That's basically what my next upgrade is going to be based off of is what this Rift actually likes to be playing at a decent resolution and at a good enough stability that you're not getting nauseous. And so yeah, for now, thing. 7950. Yeah, I've uh, actually been playing a little bit with the uh, Crimson software as well, but I have regular monitors, uh, no free sync, no adaptive sync. Um, I haven't noticed too many issues. Uh, I think the one that I have is that, uh, you know, when you enable Affinity and the uh, 
the taskbar shrinks to one screen just to make it easy to to use. Uh, mine doesn't do that when you first boot it up and you have to right click, go to the uh, the new Crimson Center, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Radeon Properties. And uh, go to uh, reset up uh, Ifinity. And then suddenly when the first Ifinity dialog comes up, then everything goes back into place and it and it works like it's supposed to. I don't know hmm. if that's just my machine being many years old and then I updated to Windows 10 and just is not happy. But uh, so far I've been running an R9-290X. I haven't had any overheating, haven't had any problems with that. Uh, my fan seems to react as normal, but it's, uh, it's an MSI board that has pretty good cooling anyway. They probably had custom profiles for that. I'd be kind of curious to see what uh, you know the MSI and ASUS uh, custom boards versus the um, the regular um, you know reference 290x uh, how that would do because those obviously had some heat issues that we uh, discovered way back in the day. So, uh, interestingly enough, Ryan uh, had a live stream going with a couple of guys from AMD. Can you record that? What all they talk about? Pretty much every, all the basics. Are yeah. going to show us some nice video of, of them videoing? Video, video, videoing? <laughs> I, I think that's way too meta. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, basically we took a complete walkthrough with the driver, went through every feature, kind of explained where it came from, what it does, if, if it was new or not, sort of that whole thing. And yeah, it's actually pretty informative. It's the video, the recorded video is up. It's an hour long. It, it actually turned out to be a pretty interesting thing if you're wondering what's new in the driver and sort of the philosophy behind the switch to eight, uh, Radeon software and Radeon settings and that whole sort of paradigm. Yeah, it certainly is a lot faster when you're when you're going through a mm. lot of those settings, yeah. which is a nice thing. I think they are, there are definitely areas of improvement for like when you actually try to load up uh, the Ifinity dialog. It takes a good 10 seconds for that uh, dialogue to appear as compared to just the regular, you know, kind of crimson software, which just pops up, which, again, is it's nice. As compared it also to the installs old a lot faster. I don't know if you noticed that, but it, it installed in about half the time for me on the one system I oh, installed yeah. it on. Oh, which is nice. nice. But as we uh, had talked about earlier, there there was a bug with some uh, GPUs. They do have a replacement out. It's the, uh, what, 15.11.1. And uh, those apparently address not only some heat issues with the uh, thermal profiles of the fan speed, but also some battlefront issues that uh, they could easily pick off and add to this driver, which is nice, considering I... I actually bought that game. I'm not sure why. Well, okay, I do know why, but uh, have you guys played a lot of that yet? No, not yet. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to buy that, wasn't I? Yeah, I meant to buy too, but you know, free time is a thing that. Yeah, not a lot of and what is it, like 80 bucks? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get the full version where you get all the, uh, the what, the season. Pack or whatever they yeah. how they call it, uh, it's like 120 bucks. But well, with these, <laughs> you might as well buy it all up front because you know there's going to be 12 downloads over the next 12 months. Each will yeah. be costing a bit more. Well, yeah, I'm waiting for another uh, another sale. Maybe at the beginning as of summer. 
Look at the season pass. But uh, one thing I've noticed about that, wow, it's really good looking. Those four scenes are amazing. I was running through one of the desert areas, and I was just looking around, and I thought, wow, like, they've nailed lighting, texture, effects, just looks beautiful. And it doesn't hammer your system as much as you would expect it to. Uh, so a big decision to go get that uh, piece of software because it ain't cheap and it's certainly they didn't have a special on this Black Friday which I was kind of hoping for at least 10% yeah it would have been nice guys no love there but you know what they say about old engines they know their way around hardware (laughs) okay I'll leave that there Uh, we had another actual piece of content the PC Perspective Holiday Gift Guide 2015 Edition. I know everybody's been waiting all year for this one to see what kind of hardware we pick, things that we like, things that we don't like by not talking about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I believe Sebastian uh, got everybody together on this particular piece. You know, it was a team effort. You know, there's it took a it took a village of PC per people. And, you know, we could have obviously gone on and on and on with some of these. I limited it to just, like, low, mid, high with CPUs, video cards, and threw in a couple of SSD options. But there, we all got to do our own little thing and pick our little wild cards on, on the pages. If you go through, you'll see that Josh has his own page. And Jeremy, did Jeremy, did you throw anything up there? Yep. I had okay. the one thing up there, and then I caught up with the rest nice. of you. Nice. I got my own page, so of course that means headphones and digital audio players. Oh, look, there's Josh's uh, denim receiver. One bad thing about this, because we were doing this around Thanksgiving, is I was looking for prices, and then I would look, you know, six hours later, and the price was different. I'm adjusting prices, and I'm sure some of the prices now are off again, but there are really good deals out there still, and a lot of this stuff is... About as cheap as it's ever been. As far as you know, the processors, you've got the 860K down to 69 bucks. You've got really good deals out there on anything from like PC speakers to, I don't know, I, on the mobile side, I picked the Nexus 5X, which Nexus phone's getting back to that sub $400 mark again unlocked. And just some interesting stuff on there. I don't know if any of you guys want to go over some of your picks. Yeah, shockingly, I chose a wheel. <laughs> is that the wheel that you have? Or is no, that... no, no, I don't have that one yet. I'm supposed no, to be this is the list of rim. stuff people are supposed to buy us. Yeah, yeah, it's a wish list. Yeah. All of our fawning fans, you know, the, <laughs> the widowed 73-year-old women who anxiously await each new episode of PC Perspective and want to be our sugar mamas. You know, or at least can. I have to say, that is the life. <laughs> Every young boy should aspire to uh, letting your wife uh, take care of you and not working. Well, I wouldn't say you're not working, Sebastian. I'm not, well, yeah, not, not in the sense that I go to a job and I'm gone for 50 hours a week anymore, but... Being a gigolo takes work. It's not There's that training regimen. 
Just look, you haven't updated your gaming hardware in years. <laughs> what are you talking about? This this Expert 128, this is 128-bit. I haven't even found any games that can take advantage of this hardware. <laughs> and my uh, original Dell Dimension 2100 PC, it's out of frame here, but I'm pointing to it anyway. Uh, you know, it, it played Tiger Woods 99 beautifully. It's all the mess. This, and I didn't have a Voodoo graphics card, so I was never able to actually view this in 3D. So I used software rendering, and it was a little blocky, but it was okay. But hey, you got TIE Fighter behind you. Probably the single best of that entire series. Yeah, That's X-Wing. Oh, you're you're talking about TIE Fighter. Which <laughs> TIE Fighter, so much better than X-Wing. <laughs> I actually I have to be honest with you, I haven't played TIE Fighter. I picked this up on eBay from somebody, but I played the heck out of X-Wing at one point in my life. I see. Well, if you don't want, I think it's about 32 cents on good old games right now, so you don't <laughs> yeah. have to open up the box. That's what I heard. Somebody in the chat was pointing that out. That They have the uh, the sort of deluxe, I think the deluxe DOS versions of both. This is the CD-ROM version, which has, I think, different music, and it might have had updated graphics. Don't know. But yeah, so read that over. Lots of interesting picks. I've uh, got you know plenty of PC parts in there, and uh, everybody has their own little special je ne sais quoi uh, that they add to the nicely done mix. Yeah, even I cannot speak in a second language. But uh, we do not have a uh, sponsor this week. Maybe Ryan Hopefully just wants not us to stay least. away. What's that? <laughs> Hopefully not at least. <laughs> Ryan said it. He's like, cancel, cancel. <laughs> You don't want these guys talking about your stuff. I know what they talk about behind the scenes. Yeah. It ain't pretty. But comedy never is. So uh, let's, uh, let's hit some news of interest. Jeremy, ABMD, GPU architectures, pre-GCN are now legacy. Talk to us. And about your 6950 that you're still hoping will come back into fashion. It's, it's not just legacy. It's classic now. Nice. It's a collector's card in every sense of the word. Long story short, though, I mean, essentially what it means is when you're pushed down to legacy, you're not really going to see so many basic updates being pushed out. <laughs> and they're not going to be focusing the crimson on you. Uh, seeing, I've got a 4800 still kicking around because uh, that card is just a beast that you can't kill. Uh, it doesn't like drivers anymore. It's it's turned up its nose at them, and I'm sure if I tried to feed it Crimson, it would get very upset and probably shut down on me finally. So don't be horribly worried that your card has been deprecated. It's never going to work again. But, I mean, 15.7.1 is going to be your last Wickle driver. But don't worry. 15.8 uh, will be out by the time you've bought a new graphics card, probably. Everyone's looking for an, new, an excuse to buy a new graphics card. So I yeah, mean, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Lack of I mean, other like NVIDIA. One reason we're like, to buy a new oh, card. sorry. Said so lack go of ahead, driver Sebastian. support. Number one reason to buy a new graphics card. Yeah, yeah. Well, and plus, uh, if you've got a sixty-nine fifty, then the uh, stinking what R nine three seventy is going to give you approximate performance, and that's not an inex that's not an expensive card at all, no. and it. Much more power efficient, <laughs> just a little bit. And uh, we got next generation stuff coming next year. 
Hold on to those pennies. I am. But at least they weren't and as mean as NVIDIA. Well, we're going to extend our driver support till April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> the green well, team has an odd sense of humor. Yeah. Asus announces new N-series laptops with Intel, Skylake, and 4K IPS. Sebastian, do you know about this monstrosity? Yes. Their N-series is not new. This is just a, a refresh, a speed bump to add the 6-gen Skylake stuff. Uh, some higher display res options, obviously, with 4K. I didn't think they had a 4K one before. I could be wrong. And they didn't have pricing when I got this off their press release, but looking on Amazon, these the previous generation of these laptops ran for the higher-end versions around, let's see, the one with an i7, around $1,000. So these are not inexpensive. This is on the high side of kind of that performance entertainment laptop, like a thin and light, similar to a MacBook Air, but with a lot more powerful internals than an Air, since you're getting an i7 processor, and these have discrete graphics up to a GTX 960M. So, not a bad-looking laptop. I'm I'm not overly fond of that sort of like that white kind of finish, but these have a nice aluminum exterior. IPS display though, you can't get with a can't get with a MacBook Air. Those are TN panels, I believe. And horrible, horrible resolutions. Yes. And even worse, something I did not realize until recently, uh, non-retina screens under OS 10.11 look awful. Uh, it certainly doesn't look good. I will give you that. It certainly doesn't look good. In so other words, go. doesn't look good. Well, nice. Hey, everybody. Ryan Shroud here, uh, live in Sonoma with breaking news. Uh, that's in California for people who don't really know. Uh, and I apologize for the poor audio quality uh, and maybe bad video quality. I don't really really know how this is working. Uh, but I'm up here in Sonoma visiting AMD uh, for a couple of days where they have a CTO summit. They kind of talk to us about what their plans are for the upcoming uh, couple of months and years. And we actually got an interesting announcement that I was allowed to talk about and I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, before anybody else could do it, because this is literally 60 seconds ago as we record this, um, found out that Scott Wasson, good friend of mine, friend of ours, uh, that owns and operates Tech Report, is leaving and is going to work at AMD starting January 1st, essentially. So he is, I don't really know what his official title is, but he is was introduced as, hey, this guy is going to kind of take over uh, user experience. Uh, he was one of the adamant guys about, hey, you know, there's more stuff than f- within frame rates when it comes to that. I think he's a perfect guy for this job. He he is he has been adamant in that, and I think he will keep AMD uh, very uh, on point when it comes to the, those specific ideas. So uh, I don't really know. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to go back in here where they were just having like kind of like an hors d'oeuvre dinner type thing uh, when I found out. So I wanted to come out and tell you guys. Uh, so we could talk about it. I don't know. Any thoughts? He's, he's older else? than me, and he's going for a new, uh, yeah, <laughs> new career. What's the deal with that, Scott? It's Stepping interesting. Out. Like, uh, actually, and we were joking about with all the people at AMD. It's like if we see uh, who, let's see who else is left. Um, Bauman was from media, went to AMD. Now Scott. 
uh, James Pryor. Um, there's a couple of other people that have been me that gone that have now gone to AMD to work. So it's an interesting um, transition for a bunch of people. Uh, but I, I think it's I'm, ex- I'm excited for him, uh, and I think he'll actually do good stuff. But now I have to receive phone calls from him. Like I have to like so Jeff left Tech Report a while ago. I assume it's because he knew this was going to happen, um, and. Now I have to get calls from all of them on the other side. Now they're all going to be bitching at me for articles that I wrote or didn't write or things we said in articles. And now it's going to be a very different different discussion for us. So. Nice. I don't know if you guys That's have any other cool. input or Ryan feedback. Ryan Trout on the scene of the crime. Ryan, uh, Sebastian Peake uh, here from uh, the yes, Calumet Studios. Yes, I know studios. you, yes. Yep. Uh, I have a question for you. First time, big fan. First time, long time. Uh, uh does this mean that in a short period of time you will either work for AMD or Apple? It seems like that's where all the tech writers are going. Your thoughts? Uh, I think it's very likely that I'll maybe work at both of those locations uh, at the same time, but I won't tell either party that it's happening. Excellent. That's well played. But also no. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't, don't want to have to move anywhere, and I don't like working for people. Yeah, I was going to say he likes being the boss. Yeah, treats me I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I, th- I think it'll be interesting, and I hope it's not too much of a culture shock for him <laughs> as well along the way. Well, he's been doing yeah. this as long as I have. I think his first, uh, he he started out in Ars, didn't he? Yeah, he was one of the original guys at Ars Technica, actually. Yep. Um, yeah, so ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, yeah. and then he yep. started Tech Reporting. Yep, um, went out and started Tech Reporting. He's been doing that for a long time. Since then, I guess, and it was uh, one of the biggest, I think, most well-respected websites in, in tech journalism. So it's interesting now to see what will happen with it uh, moving forward. I don't really know. I haven't asked them. Maybe I'll find out more tonight, and uh, we'll talk about it then. But my arm hurts from holding this phone up for this long, not going <laughs> to lie. So, and I can't really switch. Well, I guess I could kind of do that. I need a selfie st- Ken, why didn't you tell me to get a selfie stick? No, you don't. You could have picked up the right hand. Look at that. That's actually even really good lighting if I stand underneath the street light like this, huh? <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Well, that's all I got. Um, I will let you get back to the actual uh, technology news of the evening. Um, uh, but if you want, hit him up on Twitter, guys. It's at Scott Wasson. I think that's what his Twitter handle is. And say congratulations and good luck or good riddance, but don't be mean. Be nice to the guy. Um, and uh, it sounds like we'll be hearing from him soon. Maybe we'll have a meeting with him at CES, Josh. How's that sound? That would be fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye. See ya. The man on the street, the voice of the people, Ryan Shroud. Anyway, where were we before that uh, groundbreaking announcement? Bitfenix? Phoenix? I, I think we're moving on to the Bit Phoenix. Bit Phoenix announces Pandora ATX mid tower enclosure. Sebastian, take it away. Well, they've already had a Pandora. Uh, it was a small enclosure and only uh, accepted micro ATX boards. It's just the larger version of it. So it's in a black finish. I think it looks really nice from these pictures. I liked the Phoenix a lot when I reviewed it. That was a little over a year ago, I think. It's kind of a lightweight, thinner profile case, aluminum side panels. And it didn't have a lot of room. That was one of the issues with it. So this one definitely fixes that if you're looking to build a larger system and it liked the aesthetic of it. 
it's kind of a different looking system that I had a couple of readers point out to me when I published the review of the smaller version of it. It looks a lot like an old small form factor Dell Optiplex with that split front panel. This one being all black, that kind of uh, changes the look a little bit. And the other thing about these cases, the Pandora features a, a programmable LCD screen on the front, which I had fun with while I was reviewing it. You can literally put any image on it. You just have to make it a certain size. There's a drag-and-drop software program that lets you change the front panel. So you put your company logo on it or ridiculous pictures to terrify your family. You know, whatever sounds good to you. So and it was a decent performer, I think, but it, it's all going to depend on what you put in it. Not the quietest case in the world. It's kind of thin. So yeah. You, well, you know, you know, putting pictures of Goatsy on that. I did not go that not. far. <laughs> Admit it. Moving along, uh, a report. NVIDIA to cut GTX 900 series GPU prices. In the last couple of weeks, we've seen a pretty steady erosion over the GTX 970, 980, and 980 Ti. Uh, now we are seeing prices as low as for like the 980 Ti, about $560 after rebate mail-in. Uh, we've seen kind of an average of 20 to 30 bucks on the 970 a little bit more for the 980 so it seems that uh, nvidia either has far more product on their hands that they're expecting uh, maybe it's just after enough time that it's time to start uh, breaking down these prices or they want to address amd making up uh, some ground in the past quarter with uh, improved gpu sales what do you think jeremy uh, i think that's a very attractive looking rumor and I'm hoping that it's true. Because, hey, the 980 at 450 bucks that's nice. And it means AMD's cards might come down a bit. Or it, maybe not the best for AMD, but it's it's good for me in my pocketbook. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah, well, certainly, I mean, we're, we're seeing AMD R9 390Xs down in the 360 range. So it seems like they're both kind of keeping abreast of each other's price changes. And uh, I think that those are actually fairly comparable cards, the 990 and the 390X. So uh, users are getting, getting some good value during this holiday season. Raspberry Pi Zero released for 5 bucks, $5. Ken, have you looked at this at all? Uh, a bit. It's, it, it's a $5 computer. I mean... Everyone should just have one, right? Does it do 4K? Uh, does 4K random? Yeah, it does. Oh, does 4K yeah, random yeah. and read and write? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's essentially it's a first generation Raspberry Pi uh, overclocked a little bit. I think I think the first gen Raspberry Pi ran at like 700 megahertz. This runs at gigahertz. Uh, sort of squashed went from a full size SD card to a micro SD card there's a I think full size HDMI on there and then the uh, USB connection is through a micro USB port so you have to get an on, on the go adapter to hook up any mm -hmm. peripherals but it's it's a $5 little mini computer like it's you can do it you can use it for computer things it's it's kind of interesting if you're making a small volume product do you bother engineering a arm board, or do you just buy these in bulk and put it in your product? Like if you're building a little sort of low volume hobbyist thing, I mean, this can do GPIO, it can do cool stuff, and at five bucks, you know, 
And the pins at the top will fit an adapter for a shield. Uh, so the, the one sort of thing I like, like I like this and I don't like this in a way, and I'll talk about it more later on in the picks of, of the week. Uh, but you put a shield on it, again, now you're just adding all of the functionality that you'd be expecting. You're not spending five bucks anymore, though. Uh, in fact, in a way, if you're looking to go bigger, buying a lot of accessories for this could end up costing you more than a full-sized Raspberry Pi. So think it out when you're going to build a project. Do you want something with just utter basic capabilities? A single USB port is just fine for you. Go with a zero because it's it's five dollars. On the other hand, if you're thinking maybe I'm going to get a little bit more expansive, I uh, want it to do more things, take a look at some of the other Pi models. Still, yeah, when you consider bucks. you've got to add networking to this, if you had any intention yes. of connecting it, you could, you'd want to spend more on a model with Ethernet. Well, um, unless you're like us and have a USB Wi-Fi adapter sitting around somewhere. Yeah. Right. Puts and you're like us. Yeah. Everybody has those. I, I think a lot of people who are looking at buying a Raspberry Pi might already. Yeah. But five bucks, you can't really lose. I mean, you could lose it, and you'd still only <laughs> be out five bucks. That's not much. That's that's less than a glass of beer at some places costs, like places. where Ryan's at. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a rumor. Abu Dhabi, their uh, ATIC fund, looks to be selling and trying to put Global Foundries on the market. We don't have any actual confirmation of this, but um, rumors have been swirling. When uh, ATIC uh, bought up Global Foundries from AMD years ago, there was a thought that, I mean, if, if you look at uh, the UAE and Abu Dhabi, that they were kind of running out of oil. And so they have now become kind of the new world global center of unregulated banking, and that's where they make a lot of their money. And so they wanted to expand their uh, economic base, and they invested in Global Foundries with the idea that perhaps they would uh, create some fabs in the area and become more of a silicon-producing uh, uh, power in the world. And so far, Global Foundries has not delivered due to many, many reasons, but primarily to the jump and, uh, well, the the kind of stop in in advanced process technology that, uh, I mean, they hit some real walls in terms of physics, design, money, R&D, and uh, they just uh, were not able to take advantage of uh, some of the some of the process technology that they had uh, previously done for AMD, such as, you know, PDA, uh, partially depleted SOI. Uh, they had not made the jump to FDSOI until just recently. And uh, they never turned into the uh, powerhouse that uh, ATIC was hoping for, and that may change because they've now uh, they've they've now uh, gobbled up uh, IBM's foundry. I think it was SMC a couple of years ago. No, Chartered that they also gobbled up, and so now they're they're still a, a pretty heavy duty foundry, probably number two to TSMC, and uh, with. Licensing Samsung's 14 nanometer FinFET, uh, having their own uh, 22 nanometer uh, FDSOI, and uh, utilizing some of IBM's next generation uh, process technologies that will be implemented in 10 nanometer and 7 nanometer, 
uh, their their future looks a little bit brighter, especially now that they're actually producing 16 nanometer FinFET products uh, at a very low scale at this time and in risk production, but they're actually producing next generation type parts that we will see later throughout this year. But it has been a money sink for ATIC. And uh, even with uh, AMD spending as much money on uh, contract details that were not in their favor, uh, the company still has had a a hard time. So uh, it's interesting to see ATIC shopping it around. I guess the Chinese are quite interested in uh, getting their hands on some of this technology and, again, becoming a foundry leader in the world. Anybody else have any thoughts on this particular I think AMD should buy them. Oh, yes, because AMD has the money to do that. Let's buy $16 billion worth of foundries when we can't. They could probably afford $16 worth of foundries. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Well, they should be able to get it cheap. It is used. <laughs> was it used and, for Bitcoin know, they, mining? They should have an end. They used to own them. Global yeah, there's probably some contract detail. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> no backsies on this deal. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want you yeah. back. Finally, our last piece of news. Lenovo announces ThinkPad Yoga P40 mobile workstation. Sebastian, how does it look? It looks like the ThinkPad Yoga. That so is it, so descriptive. I'm looking at. I had to do a little digging to find the specs for this thing. It's at there. It's not at Lenovo. It's at ThinkWorkstations.com, which is Lenovo's um, workstation site. Apparently, it's it's either a 13.3 or a 14 inch screen. I can't find. It looks like 13.3 inches. Uh, so that's like the original ThinkPad Yoga. I had a ThinkPad Yoga for a while. The lift and lock keyboard on these things is fantastic. It's a two-in-one convertible laptop. It has the 360-degree hinge that we've seen on all the other yoga models. And, you know, you can open it all the way up and fold it into a tablet. Unlike any other that I've seen on the market, however, when you do this, the keyboard actually locks in place and a, a ridge comes up and basically makes it like a flat surface. So your finger is on the underside of the uh, tablet that you've created for yourself. are not pushing down keys, which is very disconcerting. When you're using one of these, so it's really nice. It feels very solid in your hand. And this being a workstation, it's up to uh, Core i7 processors. They have Skylake 6th Gen in here, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, and it's it's soda in memory, so you can actually upgrade it. Whereas the uh, standard like S1 ThinkPad Yoga was soldered to the board, and it has a 512 gigabyte SSD standard. Um, I'm assuming just like an MSATA drive, but I'm not sure. However, it does have the latest, like Intel, it's a 2x2, two two. it's the 8260 Intel uh, wireless adapter, which I would assume is is a MIMO adapter. I don't know if they're up to MU MIMO support or not on these. It's a two-stream, so probably not. But otherwise, just kind of a rough, this is mil-spec certified, a uh, a strong version of the uh, Yoga, and it's available with a higher-resolution screen as well. I believe you can get this one with a 4K screen. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Only up to WQHD. And it starts hmm. at 1399 bucks. Mm, not terrible. No. 
They announced a couple oh. different workstations. This was the more interesting one, in my opinion, the one they were kind of focusing on. They they have a couple other options out there, and I believe you can get them with the mobile version of uh, Xeon processors as well. But if you just need four cores, eight threads, a big SSD, and 16 gigs of RAM. Oh, and the other big thing about these is they're sort of aimed at... Um, like anybody who needs to do any kind of rendering, like if you're using Maya or other 3D rendering programs, because it has a Quadro, uh, it's an M500M Quadro video card. So you're not just running off of Iris Pro or other, uh, like a 960M or something that are so common in these laptops. Nice. Sounds like an interesting piece of technology. Well, that's it for the news and reviews. It was kind of a uh, short one. Now we're going to move on to our hardware software picks of the week. What do you think Ryan's getting, uh, Ken? I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? Um, obviously, he, his pick of the week is Gildan Emergency Underwear. I don't know is it Delta branded? In. I think it might be Delta branded. It. <laughs> No, because well, Delta well, wouldn't ship his pants. <laughs> that would be the that would be the toilet paper ah, at this moment. Yeah, Delta branded. So, Jeremy. Well, we'd mentioned the uh, Pi Zero earlier today, and I, I, there is a competitor out there I was thinking about talking about, but this just amused me far too much not to let it go by. Guy turned uh, Pi Zero and an add-on card for a wireless connector into a selfie slaying little machine. It essentially just sits there and sniffs uh, for DNS requests on open wireless networks. And if it catches you hooking up to, say, Instagram, it asks your device to disconnect from the wireless network. And 99% of devices out there are polite enough to do that, which is a wonderful thing because that makes this legal. It's not blocking anything. It's just detecting and then sending a disconnect request. So you can set it up for anything, just the DNS of whatever it is that you don't want people doing around you. And because the thing is bloody tiny, it's going to be sitting in a credit card uh, holder in anything. And you can just sort of block it. Now, this guy's a Brit and he seems to also be blocking rugby. I can't imagine why that might be, especially as how he's living in New Zealand right now. So if you're looking for something to do with your Pi Zero, here you go. He's going to putting the uh, build instructions out uh, soon if he hasn't already. And this just utterly amuses me. Very nice. For my pick, uh, you know, it's kind of an odd one and one that I've been looking at and I'm probably going to upgrade to because my old Blu-ray player is just uh, does some funky things. It's also about five years old, so it doesn't have as much memory. Just doesn't stream stuff as nice as, as you would expect. So this is the, uh, what, BDP uh, S6500 from uh, Sony. It is probably one of their more high-end units. It's only $98. Uh, It handles 4K Blu-ray, and it actually up-converts regular 1080p Blu-ray content to 4K, which some people like it, some people do not. That's entirely up to you. It's got tons of apps, uh, pretty solid little unit, and again, it's only ninety-eight bucks. It's kind of amazing to think that a top-end Blu-ray player is that cheap, considering where we were just a few years, short years ago. What the first uh, HD DVD players were something like uh, seven hundred bucks. And they were and actual they PCs. Black- 
yeah, they're essentially PCs. They're running dual-core Pentiums. And <laughs> it was just kind of insane. So it's, it's nice to see that we have advanced beyond that from 2006 when those were released. And, uh, and yes, 4K Blu-ray is a thing, though the titles that support it are pretty crappy. Uh, they'll be out in the beginning of 2015, and uh, they're they're, they're kind of nothing of you want to watch. Yeah, nothing you really want to do. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, 98 bucks. It's it's kind of hard to go wrong if you do watch Blu-ray uh, on HD on high definition and UHD, uh, and you just got a 4K TV. This will be able to push those things plus handle. I believe it does handle the YouTube and uh, Netflix 4K streams through this box. Nice. And it has Wi-Fi. Built-in Wi-Fi. That was that was a big extra back in the day. Yeah, even a few... I mean, when I was still working in retail just a few months ago, that you, you would have to spend usually upwards of at least 150 179 some of those early like Vizio Blu-ray players coming out that had Wi-Fi built in that weren't very good. Impressive hmm. for ninety-eight bucks. Well, I guess I might actually be wrong. This 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 up um, samples to four K, but I don't uh, undermined in the the stream says that uh, the UHD Blu-ray players will at least be a thousand bucks, and they'll be released after the CES. So yeah, they just want to get more information. Like this, this is an up converting one. So it'll it'll output. It just doubles the resolution as it outputs. It can well, it test HDMI 2.0, right? Yeah, it, it's an HDMI 2.0a, I think. That new standard, the new uh, Ultra HD standard, those are going to be really expensive. They'll be just as expensive as Blu-ray was when it was brand new. Okay. Back when your PS3 was the cheapest Blu-ray player, you could buy at 300 bucks. That's when I got my first Blu-ray player. I don't Very think nice. I've ever played a Blu-ray. That's come on. So you've never the audio quality so much better. Experienced thirty megabit per second video and uncompressed PCM audio tracks. I didn't say that. I said I never played a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if you're watching that. it in some like even an MKV file, unless you're <laughs> downloading one that is twenty-five gigabytes, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the physical form factor of Blu-rays. How they're the like tougher discs. Like that thing's not going to scratch. It's, it's a I mean, nice, it's a nice feeling optical standard. It does. Yeah. Is it the rounded edges? Yeah, it's the, the rounded edges are nice. They're nice. That's good. Just slap that thing in and watch a movie. Be deviled by so, the bevel. Yeah, Sebastian, tell us about your pick. Well, I uh, threw in from the holiday gift guide. I I don't I won't call it being lazy, but come on, sixty nine ninety nine there or thereabouts. The AMD Athlon X four eighty six. Or 860K. I had this CPU for a little while. Benchmarked very well against Intel processors that cost 50 to $60 more. So if you're building a gaming system, uh, quad-core is kind of essential these days unless you want to use little workarounds to get past the quad-core um, minimum system requirements that a lot of these new games have. And... It's it's not really going to hold you back too much if you're playing at you know modest resolutions and have a you know a mid range video card or even a low end video card. So couple this with a fifty sixty dollar motherboard and you've got the basis of a decent gaming system. You can build 
you know, out for four hundred bucks. Or that's pretty good. As a wild card, since I have this junk behind me, we'll go with the top loading NES instead. This is the uh, NES one hundred one. This is the redesigned model. Has the top load. Far more reliable than the front-load U.S. model. And it, gets, it has the dog-bone controller. Dog-bone controller, which I can't reach. <laughs> but, you know, this I like what they did with the second-gen Nintendos. Like, I have a Nintendo uh, Super NES Jr. right here. That's complete in box, by the way. And uh, these and units... for sale for $699. For the right price. You can yeah. privately message me later. And these units, you know, they're, they work... Very well, and they didn't yellow as much. They look nice. Looks a lot more like the Famicom units from Japan. There you have it. Yeah, unless you have a okay. Super Famicom box, I'm not interested. I don't. Yeah, I have an empty yeah. Sega Genesis box. Hmm, that's, that's basically the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? That is our show. Again, you can watch these anytime you want at pcper.com/podcast. You can follow Ryan at twitter.com slash Ryan Trout or twitter.com PC per. And finally, that is the end of the show. The pain is over. It's like tearing off a Band-Aid very, very slowly. But hey, at least we got to see Ryan in beautiful, beautiful Sonoma, California. And with that, I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Sebastian Peak. Goodbye. And that was Ken. Goodbye. Good night, Ken. <laughs> Good night, Josh.